thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We're learning how to live healed. Yes. <laughs> how are we learning how to live healed? We're teaching on divine love. Yes. Because when we walk in the love of God, then he, the healing flow will not be interrupted in our life. Yes. Amen. Um, we receive everything that God's provided for us through this force called faith. And that's how we conduct business with heaven. But there are things that affect our faith life. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we say that we're people of faith, we're going to have to also be people that say we're people of love. Amen. Amen. Why? Because the word tells us in uh, Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God or hearing what God says. Well, so faith comes by hearing what God says. But we're also told in Galatians 5, verse 6, it says that faith worketh by love. So notice this, faith comes by hearing, but faith doesn't work by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, but it works by love. So if our faith has to, if our faith is to work, we have to be people who are walking in love. Uh, You say, how often do I have to walk in love? Well, how, how often do you want your faith to work? Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's just our lifestyle. We want, we need our faith daily. Yes. We need it to work every single day. Yes. So we need to be walking in love because that's, that's when our faith will work uninterrupted yes. when we're walking in love. Amen. 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 We quoted something that dad Hagen would say, brother Hagen was our spiritual father for decades. And he made this statement. He said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. He's not belittling confessions of faith, but he's saying confessions of faith won't work when we're not walking in love. We have to make sure we're on love's territory. How many of you know God's realm is a love realm? And when we're walking in love, we're staying in his realm. We're staying on his territory. We're staying on God's property. Outside of God's property is sin's property. (laughs) One step out of love is a step onto sin's property. And that's where the devil's working. And so that's when the devil has a right to attack you. Then Brother Hagen makes this statement. He said, if symptoms showed up in my body, he said, the first place I checked is my love walk. What's he saying? I'm making sure I'm on love's territory. If I'm on sin's territory, no wonder I'm under attack. But if I stay on love's territory, then these things can't stay. Amen. Amen. Well, how many of you know, the lo- if you're born again, the love of God is in you. Yes. It is in you. Yes. Uh, we invite you, go back and watch previous episodes in this series because we've been teaching what to do with the love of God that's in you, how yes. to draw on it. Yes. We left off on the previous episode. We're reading in John chapter 14. Let's go again there. John chapter 14 and verse 21. We'll start reading. Jesus is speaking. 
And he says this, he that, that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. So notice this, God, the love of God that's on the inside of us, which is divine love, it's to flow out of us toward other people, right? right? But it's also to flow from us toward God. So we not only need to walk in love toward people, we need to walk in love toward God. Jesus is telling us how to walk in love toward God. He that hath my commandments, if you know what God has said to you and you keep what God has said to you, that means you're a doer of those words. He it is that loveth me. So he says, the doing of the word equals loving him. Yes. The Amen. not doing of the word right. means we're not walking in love toward right. God. Amen. So that's it. Right. That, right. that was not Nancy Dufresne, no. chapter three, verse two. <laughs> that's the word of God. That's right. That when we're, when we're being a doer of the word, we're, wa- we're walking in love. When we're not being a doer of the word, we're not walking in love yes. toward God. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And he goes on and he says, he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Ah, things are going to show up in our life when we're a doer of the word. Verse 22, Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. Ah, we become the residents of God. And there are in any home of a, a residence, there's furnishings. You walk into a home that's furnished, there's a couch, Uh chairs, appliances, all the things that make life easier, all the things that can help make life sweeter because it's furnished. When things aren't furnished, things are lacking. When we're the boat of God, it's not just God lives in us, but there's furnishings. We're enjoying We're enjoying what love provided, healing, prosperity. Our lives are furnished with all these good things that make life easier and sweeter, right? Right. So he said again, he said, if a man loves me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Now listen, if somebody comes to live with you and make their abode with you, (laughs) relatives, Friends may come, stay. You may allow someone, someone may be living in your home. Um, How they act within that home is either going to bless the home or make difficulties in that home. If there's somebody that they just take and take and take and never give anything back, who wants uh, who wants someone house guests like that? Yeah, yes. God is no taker. Yes. Where his abode is, he's constantly giving yes. and giving. Yes. And that home is enriched yes. because he's a resident. Right. He's, a, he's abiding there. Yes. Amen. Yes. And, he, and so Jesus said, so he said, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, 
keepeth not my sayings. Mm -hmm. Ah, so now we can measure our love walk toward God. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. So when we do what Jesus said, we're doing what the father said. And you know, our love, don't you know this, even in a, a, in a marriage, you love someone, but you can notice my love has deepened for someone. Mm -hmm. My love has grown richer for someone Mm -hmm. because the more you're with them, And the more you understand them, the more you learn them and know them, uh, you can have a greater love for someone. Well, even so, our love for God should deepen. Our love for God should extend further and further. The more we learn the word, the more our our love capacity grows. The more we do the word, the more our love capacity grows. Amen. Because in verse 24, he said, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. Mm -hmm. So if we say we love him, we're going to do something. How many of you know, love is not just what we say. Love is what we do. Love turns us into a doer. Uh, You know this, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Look at this. We could read it this way. For God so loved the world that he did something. Love turns you into a doer. His nature is in us, not to just say something, but to do something. Amen. So we turn our loving into doing. Our love is to take manifestation through doing. Amen. You can say, I love you, but people won't see any result from that until something's done. Amen. And notice this, we will come unto him and make our abode with him is what verse 23 says. What a high honor this bestows upon humanity. That when God sets up his residency in us, the atmosphere of every home reflects its residence. If the residents in that home are strifeful, the atmosphere will be full of that strife. If the atmosphere of that home is full of selfishness, Mm-hmm. That's because the residents are acting selfish. Yes. But when God comes and sets up his abode in us, every, the presence of God is what should be sensed yes. around our lives. Yes. Amen. Where God abides, his presence will bring great provisions to yes. that place. Yes. Health, joy, peace, all the great blessings that he's made ours. Yes. Know this about God. When he comes to reside and abode in you, he is no freeloader. Right. That's right. He's not sitting there just taking and taking, expecting something of us without pouring into us. Amen. He meets the needs of the place where he lives. Amen. Amen. It's a safe place. It's a joyful place. When we're walking in love, our lives are safe to be around. When we're a doer of the word, our lives are joyful to be around. You know, when people encounter you, friends, family, they need to know what version of you they're going to get. Amen. It's not right for someone to come and visit us and we never know what version of them we're going to get that day. When we're walking in love, when we're being a doer of the word, everyone knows what version of us they're going to get that day. They're going to get the God version, the word version. Amen. 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 Look again at verse 21. Jesus said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is 
is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, look at this, and will manifest myself. Yes. Manifest myself. Yes. What about manifest himself as healer? Yes. Amen. Manifest himself as provider. Yes. When in the atmosphere of, a, of the doing of the word, God's word can come into manifestation. Yes. How will he manifest? One, t- one thing too, he will unveil himself to us. Uh-huh. To the one who's a doer of the word, they will see, they will have greater revelation of the word. Mm-hmm. They'll see more of the word. Right. It will dawn on them. When someone's not a doer of the word, the word won't be unveiled to them. Uh-huh. But as they are a doer of the word, that word will become a greater revelation to them. Uh-huh. That's, That's one way he manifests yes. himself. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Again, verse one says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. Mm-hmm. So we're, our love is to be backed up with our, our doing. Yeah. Our love is to be backed up with yeah. words. Amen. Psalm chapter 119. Let's look at Psalm chapter 119 and verse 97. It reads this, oh, how love I thy law. How many of you know his law is his word? So if we say he, he, we say we love the word. Look at this. It is my meditation all the day. It's not enough to know what the word says, to carry it, even carry it around because we appreciate the book. It's not enough to appreciate it. We have to get it in us through meditation. That's when we become a doer of that word, get that word in us. Then we can, if I could say this, our love for God will find greater expression. We can love God, but when we have limited knowledge or limited doing, that love that we have for God gains little expression. But as we meditate on that word, making that word part of our being, driving that word down into our spirit, laying hold of it with our spirit, that we're a doer of that word, our love and our doing of the word finds greater expression. Amen. It is the doer of the word that demonstrates our love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As our love for him grows, our doing of the word grows. Our love should always be growing. Our love for God should always be growing. We should be doing more of the word than we did last year, right? It should, we should find greater doing of the word. Now go with me, if you would, to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 20. We're going to see something like, another like scripture here. Deuteronomy 30 verse 20 reads, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice. Look at this, the two words, love and obey. Love and obey. And that thou mayest cleave unto him. Look at this, for he is thy life. And the length of thy days. Notice long life is connected to loving, obeying, And cleaving to him. Right. Yes. Amen. That's right. Circumstances of life come and try to get us to detach ourselves from him. Uh-huh. That's right. To let go, not Secret. hold fast uh-huh. to him. Uh-huh. So as we love him, it will turn us into someone who obeys him and holds fast to yes. him. Yes. No matter what opposition threatens us yes. with, and we're not letting that's go of right. what God that's said. Right. We don't let go. Do you know that's a flow of love? Mm-hmm. 
that when we hold fast to the word, that's a flow of our love toward God. Thou mayest love him, obey his voice, cleave to him. Why? He is our life. And it will cause us to have length of days. Then Deuteronomy chapter 28, and we'll start reading in verse one. It reads, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently. What's that mean? Listen, mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. If you will listen unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do mm-hmm. all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all. Yes. Look at this. What's going to happen when we love God, we listen to him. Yes. We do what he says uh-huh. and then notice he will respond. Yes. And what will he do? That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all. You don't have to go out there and figure out how to get to the top in life. You love God by being a doer of the word and he will put you on high. He will make sure you don't stay beneath anything. And you say, well, I know I'm raised and seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yes, but he intends that our earthly life reflects that position. That in our business, we're on top. In our marriage is on top. Our family and our children are on top. We're not beneath the load and the difficulties of this life. We're on top. Amen. There's a place for us at the top. Amen. In God's plan, we should all be at the top. What's that mean? Enjoying his best, walking out his best, but we have to meet the condition. What's the condition? Obedience to the word, obedience to the word. And when we are walking in love toward God, we are obeying the word. Why? Because the blessing is in the the obedience. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're just, we're just going to scriptures and driving this truth home that love is obeying love is if we're walking in love toward God, we're obeying him. If we're not obeying him, we're not walking in love toward God. No wonder then the devil has access because we're off of love's territory. John chapter 15, verse 10, Jesus again was speaking. He said, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Notice this, Jesus born the son of God, he still had to do something. Just being born the son of God did not ensure his success. He had to obey what God said to him. Being born of God does not does not make us automatically receive the best in life. No. Right. We have to obey. Yes. Amen. And just as Jesus had to obey, mm-hmm. we obey. Mm-hmm. And not, notice what will happen. We abide in his love. That's how we walk in love toward him. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. To love the Lord is to love the word. Yes. Amen. That's right. to, to love the word is to do the word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I like this. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3. I like the wording that we find here. 1 John chapter 5 verse 3 says this, For this is the love of God. What is it? That you feel good about yourself? No. No. That you have warm, fuzzy feelings? No. What is the love of God? Here it is, that we keep his commandments. What's that mean? We're a doer of his word. Now look at this next phrase. And his commandments are not grievous. Look at that. 
What God tells us to do is not hard. No. That's right. Right. That's right. What God tells us to do is not going to subtract something from us. No. Right. Right. What God tells us to do is not, um, it's not a burden to us. Right. Amen. Amen. Don't ever, when we hear, when we know that God's asking us to do something, don't say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You're treating it as grievous. Yeah. Your treat yeah. to do that is to say that what he's telling you to do is going to make is going to take something from you instead of put something in you. Yeah. Remember this to to stay in love and walk in love as an obedient child of God. Uh-huh. Remember, nothing he tells me to do is a hardship for yes. my life. Yeah. It's not going to give me a less than life. What he says is not grievous. Right. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. what's that mean? Well, in the Psalms, it says, I delight to do thy will. I delight to do thy will. What's that mean? It's not grievous. Whenever God commands something of your life, because when God tells you to do something, it's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It matters that we respond right to that so the devil doesn't dupe us into wrong thinking. If you know that God is commanding something of you, do not allow your mind to go to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that immediately say, I delight to do your will. When you say, I delight to do your will, you know what happens? A sense of delight starts flowing. That's exactly right. If you say, I don't want to do that, a sense of dread starts flowing. But if you will say, Father, I delight to do your will. Just on my, uh, that's to be faith's response right. to what God commands. Yes. How we respond is important. It's important that we obey with joy yes. for the willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land. Yes. Amen. Yes. We can be obedient, but if we're not joyful about doing it, we still won't eat the good of the land. What's that mean? To have the best, yes. have the best. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, obedience is, as I've said, is a flow of our love toward God. It's a flow of our love toward God. So we have to say this, are we walking in love toward him? We need to check up on it. What has he commanded? And you know, sometimes we can, oh, I intend to do it. (laughs) You know, um, when we were growing up, the law of our home, we had laws in our home, (laughs) authored by my mom, enforced by my dad. And uh, enjoyed by the children. <laughs> One of the laws of the home was before we went to school, our bed had to be made, our room had to be clean. And she said, you're not leaving the house till all that's done. Yeah. Well, um, you'd say, well, what if you didn't want to do it? You'd be late for school. Well, then you got in trouble at school. Uh-huh. We got, I don't know how it is today, but if you had a certain number of tardies for school, then you got sent to study hall. So you had to stay late for school. Yes. And so, brother, we didn't want to be late for school. And so um, it did not pay for us to say, I intended, Mom, to clean my room. An intention to obey is not obedience. It is carrying out the act of obedience, the carrying out of the doing. That's the obedience. Amen. Now, um, as we've said, our love for God should grow. As our knowledge of the word grows, as our doing of the word grows, our love for God grows because that's how, that's how we measure our love for God is measuring our doing of the word. Go with me to Galatians chapter five in verse 22, Galatians five, verse 22. It reads this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, 
gentleness, goodness, mm -hmm. faith, or we could say faithfulness, mm -hmm. meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Mm -hmm. uh, notice this, love is a fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. What does fruit do? It grows. Yes, amen. That's right. You have a, a fruit tree, fruit grows That's on that tree. Right, when you got born again, all these fruits came in you. The Holy Spirit placed them in you. They were born in you. They're in your spirit. When it says the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit, the Holy Spirit gave them, but these fruits grow in our spirit, the human spirit. Yes. So our love, our love should be growing. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Our love should be growing. How does fruit grow? You water it. Yes. You nurture it. Right. Right. Amen. Yes. And you know what? Even if you have someone, I remember um, years ago on some property that we had where our home was, my husband planted an orchard. Out here in Southern California, you can grow fruit trees. Mm -hmm. So my husband planted an orchard for us to have some fruit. And you could go out there, and I mean that, that little old fruit tree wasn't even up to our waist hardly. And it was a baby. It was young. But do you know it was still producing fruit yes. even though it was young? But it would only have a couple of pieces, pieces of fruit. The large trees, the large fruit trees would have much fruit, but even a baby was still producing fruit. That baby tree, that young tree was still producing fruit. I don't care how long you've walked with God, your life can still produce fruit. It should produce the fruit of love. Amen. Why does our life produce fruit? So we can partake of it. Not so we can leave it in our spirit unused and unpicked. <laughs> the love of God is in you. Pick it. What's that mean? Draw on it and use it. Partake of that fruit in your daily life. Amen. It's important. It's in us to cultivate it. It's up to us to cultivate it, but it's also up to us to partake. And then others taste the sweetness of the fruit of our life. Amen. Listen, people ought to be glad when you show up. Glad when you show up. Why? Because there's sweet things flowing out of our life. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of our book called Love the Great Quest. And uh, we invite you to get your copy. Listen, get it for someone else, but get it for you too. Because it, it's not love to just hand it to someone else when we're not handing it first to ourselves, right? Um, you can go to deframeministries.org and you can order your copy or you can go to our website, jesusthehealer.org. It'll take you to the same page and you can order your copy there. And uh, I guarantee you, when we let the love of God that's on the inside of us start dominating us, it will change life completely. Amen. And that's what, that's what that life force is in there to do, to change our life. Yes. Amen. And we want to remind you until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org.
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, your own faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.